one. Boom. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we got an enlightening conversation for you guys. We're going to demystify measurement marketing and discover how harnessing the power of Google Analytics can lead to transformative business success. So let's get this one going. Here we go. Shut up and sit down. Look, a business can give you everything you want in life. Prestige, wealth, freedom. It can also take everything away from you. This show is for those who are willing to take that risk. These are the real life stories of entrepreneurs. But before we start, I have one small favor to ask. Please leave a comment. It can be advice, critiques, tips, feedback, or share this with someone because your engagement is the most valuable and most powerful form of social currency. So thank you. And welcome to another episode of Business Bros. Hey, business bros, here we go. Today, we got a very special guest who's here to unravel the mysteries of marketing, measurement, and Google Analytics. He joins us from Austin, Texas, with a treasure trove of insights and expertise in the world of online marketing. In this episode, we're going to dive into his journey from creating online courses to mastering Google Analytics and launching measurementmarketing.io, which is a platform that empowers individuals and businesses to harness the full potential of measurement for their online success. So let's welcome to the show... Uh, well, he doesn't go by his first name. He just goes by Mr. Mercer. How could you Mercer. not party to that? I love that. Thank you. That's what I'm talking about, dude. Day. We're always have fun in class. That's how we that's how we roll, dude. You gotta enjoy coming to class. Otherwise, Absolutely. why even show up? You're not gonna want to learn anything is that if that was the case. So true. All right, man, let's jump into this. The very first question I always ask is the obvious one. Gets Get it out the way. You're here to sell something, to promote something, to talk about something that you want to get out to the general public. What is that? Absolutely. So our main website is measurementmarketing.io. Our flagship training program is called the Measurement Marketing Academy. And we're basically for entrepreneurs who are learning. You, you pay money on paid media. You do this SEO stuff to try to figure out how to drive traffic to your site. But is it working? And how is it working? And what do you adjust? Well, measurement can help you. All these free tools like Google Analytics, things like that. We train people how to use those tools so they can actually get those answers and start improving their own marketing. Hence, measurement marketing. All right, dude. I've always heard a saying. I love the saying. My brother says it all the time. If it can be measured, it can be improved, right? So the, the problem with getting people to improve is they don't know where their floor is. They don't know where they're starting at. So they don't have any room for improvement. Essentially, they want more but they don't yep. know what more actually is. Who's your target audience here? You're going after the, the small solo entrepreneur. You're going after the uh, big 10, uh, 10 million plus revenue businesses. Who, who, who's your target audience? Fortunately, like in our case, we've got numerous services based upon where the clients are. So if you're just starting out, we've got done with you, uh, excuse me, done do-it-yourself training, right? Kind of a DIY training on a membership site. You can get courses and work with instructors and, and figure it out. We have done with you training for companies that have larger teams that want an instructor that's sort of dedicated to help them stay accountable and move through the course and, and workshop things. And then ultimately, we have done for you. There are some companies that are like, listen, we're not going to learn this measurement stuff. Let's just have you as our outsourced measurement team to do the work. So depending upon where they are, are and where their budget is we have different service services to match no matter who you are and you are muted to me right now just in that's case perfect. there you go that's good yeah, live no net that's what that's no, what no, live no, 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 all right so i said i'm gonna be honest with you i teach a, a math course right and so every year i get to jump into a classroom with 30 plus high school seniors and they all look at me like I'm afraid of what you're about to say because it yes. requires numbers, yes. right? All of a sudden yes. people, 
uh, it's it's weird. It's it's not appropriate for someone to say they can't read, but it's okay to say I'm not good at math, which is totally yep. weird to me. But anyways, back to the point here. You're teaching people how to do uh, how to read their analytics, how to pr- improve upon their business. Um, what kind of education is that going to take? What's your education journey been like? And what can a customer expect when hearing the word analytics so they don't freak out? Well, let's sort of wrap it, wrap our head around this thing. Cause this is, this is a problem. You brought this up, especially about our math. It's people that automatically believe like, I'm not a numbers person. Okay. I'm not a numbers person. Now teach me numbers. Well, you're not a numbers person. You're not going to learn numbers because you've already decided, right? The mindset needs to be shifted before we can even educate. And that's kind of where we, I think our focus is a little different at marketing.io because we come at it from a very strategic level. It's not just about learning all the different bells and whistles that the different tools like Google Analytics offer, but it's how to think about it, what to do with it, why are we doing it, right? So let's go back to that numbers person thing. This is how we handle this. Let's let's just play a little game, you and I. So let's say I give you a book, let's say it's Goldilocks and the Three Bears, and I ask you to read this kid's book. Could you read that kid's book? probably just fine right yeah not a big deal now i give i take the book back i rip out the pages i take those same pages i rip those up into pieces i smash all the pieces in between the cover of that book and i give you back the book can you read that book oh you're gonna get a weird look for me bro you can totally read the book because i didn't change your ability to read right you're still a reader i just made it harder because now those words are all ripped up. They're not organized the right way. So in your head, it's gonna be a lot harder to figure out the story because you gotta dump out all the pieces. You gotta try to put them together and repuzzle them back into something that's gonna somewhat make sense as far as you know. That is what people do with Google Analytics all the time. By default, that tool is a bunch of ripped up pieces of data. It's a bunch of ripped up numbers and they're not in a particular order. So when you stare at them, you think, wow, I'm just looking at the matrix. You are, I am too, they're not organized. So of course you're not gonna be able to decode the matrix. So instead what you go is you go, okay, listen, I'm, rip- I'm looking at a ripped up storybook. What I need to do is learn how to use the tool so that all those pieces go together and they start to tell a natural story because you should never have to analyze a report. You should make your system so freaking easy that you don't have to analyze it. And that's sort of the, the difference in, in how we teach our students. Because when you realize that, you go, oh, it's not that I don't know how to read. It's that it was harder to read. Now I'm making it easier to read. Therefore, I'm a better reader. And in the case of Google Analytics, it'll be, oh, I guess I am a numbers person. Because a numbers person mm-hmm. really just needs to know one plus one equals two. As long as you know. Yeah, yeah the, and, and you're exactly right. Once you understand, you know, uh, so the class I teach is called Financial Algebra. And a lot of what I teach is vocabulary based because if you don't yes. speak the same language, then it doesn't matter what I teach you at that point. It's not going to make any sense. So first you got to learn the vocabulary. Then we can yep. learn about what's going on in that particular concept. And I think it works the same way with that Google Analytics stuff, right? There's a yep. bunch of reports. Which ones are relevant to you? Which numbers yep. are the ones that you need to focus your attention on? Which most companies do anyways with KPIs. You're just looking at them from the marketing yep. standpoint to pull that data from. So what was your what was your educational background how did you get to where you are here today great question mine I, i'm definitely numbers tolerant right like I, I don't consider myself a numbers person but i am numbers friendly right i get along with all sorts of numbers uh but my background was never that like i didn't like math i remember taking algebra 2 and going this is ridiculous like when they came up with imaginary numbers i'm like all right all right i'm done can i tap out now like i've learned what i need to learn uh but that said, fast forward through the years, I, I actually went into sales. My background was sales management primarily. So I've been a sales manager for a long, long time. And when I started 
measuring was when I was in sales because you had to record how many dials do you need to make in order to get an appointment? How many appointments do you need to go to in order to close a sale? Right. And how many sales do you need to make in order to hit your, your monthly number, whatever that happens to be. So I got really used to using numbers back then as a salesperson. When I became a manager, it was using those same systems to help other uh, team members to improve their sales. And then when I moved into marketing and Google Analytics stuff, I just treated it like a sales manager would to manage the pipeline. And that's again, that's where we're a little different on how we use the tools. And what I would encourage people to do is to think differently about how they use these tools, because a lot of people will look at tables of data and go like, I have no idea what this means, right? They log in, they look at it, they go, they shrug their shoulders, they go, okay, let's just, I guess, go back to Facebook and try to spend more money. I don't know. And, they, and there's a lot of frustration that's around that. But when you understand how to use the tool and the mindset behind the tool, then it becomes a lot easier to use. And I'll give you an example of that. You and I right now are having a conversation. You're asking me questions. I'm passing them back to you. And we're both going to adjust what we're saying based upon what the other is doing, right? That's how conversations should work. Yeah. One person's listening. One person's responding, right? So we that same thing is happening on websites right now, right? Listening and responding is easy when you're in front of somebody because we naturally do it. But as a marketer, as an entrepreneur, you don't think about like, oh, my website right now is having a conversation with somebody who's on that website. Well, what is that conversation? Are we listening to the user side of the conversation? And most organizations aren't. But when you set up measurement, that's how we listen. We listen into their side of the conversation so we can make sure that it's the same conversation that we want the website to have. So if they're going to the offer page, or is it building value so they go to the cart and ultimately purchase the product? If they're going to a blog, are they scrolling down? Are they spending time on that page? Because that's what the blog's supposed to get them to do, to engage with the brand, right? And so you can, you can think about all the different behaviors that are supposed to happen because of your business, right? Or, or the website that it's supposed to generate. And then you use those tools like Google Analytics to measure, are we getting those behaviors that we are supposed to be getting? And that's what makes it easier to use because then you can see like, oh, here's where we're missing the mark and here's where we're not. And where we're missing the mark, here are some things we can do to improve it. Where we're not missing the mark, let's just add more traffic, right? Because it seems to be working. It's it's a, a weird mentality to put someone in a marketing mindset because your conversations are, are completely different. Um, and there's different opportunities when it comes to marketing. Some of it could be yep. branding based. Yep. Some of it could be sales oriented. Um, some of it could be just collecting data and building an email list. Like there's different things that you're that you're creating marketing campaigns for. Uh, and and as a, as somebody who reads those analytics, you could have gone into any business pretty much and worked for them and built that up. Why become an entrepreneur yourself? Why start this as a business? Yeah, great question. I think why an entrepreneur? Because I just have a genetic deficiency as as do all entrepreneurs that we just have to have a, a certain level of control and, and to create our own little environment, right? We're the hunters of the world. And so that's just sort of a natural spot. I think that's, that's kind of why I'm an entrepreneur. I like doing it my way and figure out new things. And I don't like restrictions from other people's systems that are coming upon me, right? Um, if I'm in an organization though, with, that's that, and I've been part of those organizations where they have more of an entrepreneurial mindset, I thrive in that, right? That same personality thrives because it's got room to grow and, and experience and not be told what to do all the time, but have that creativity to come up with problems and the solutions for those problems. I think that's the entrepreneur part. Um, so, you know, I, I think I think that's where it comes down to on that. The, the marketing side and, and the weird conversations and why I do this specific thing, why I really focus on training is because I will do anything to be in the room when someone 
looks at the world a different way that they can now they can see it this way and they've never seen it before like that and they will never again not be able to un to see that again right you it's like once you see something you can never unsee it i like that light bulb moment that's just how i'm built i can't explain it it's just how i came out so it's like the that light bulb moment of changing how somebody goes like i can never do analytics to oh my gosh i it's now as easy to read as a kid's book I just didn't know that before, but now I see the world very differently. I understand trends and patterns. I understand how to use it and how to improve my business. And to be there in that moment when they have that light bulb, like that empowers me. Like, don't get me wrong. Money's nice. Money's important. We got to have profit, got to have a, a good business, but that's why I'm in education specifically to turn on those light bulbs. Dude, I feel the same way. I like, it's exactly that, that, that moment is why you keep doing it. Uh, and, yeah, yeah, and uh, it's a, it's a little bit of joy that you get uh, for all the work that you're putting into it on a regular basis. Absolutely. Let me ask you about uh, advice, right? You're in the education space. I have a lot of uh, young adults that are going to go out in the world. There's some of them are thinking about becoming entrepreneurs themselves. Uh, a lot of ideas of drop shipping or creating their own product or doing some sort of service based, all of it, which requires marketing and branding at some point down the road. What advice would you give to somebody getting started as an entrepreneur today? Start, honestly, start. I think I think that the the hardest part about getting started is the starting part. It's so easy to be like, oh, I need to do more research. Oh, I have to go talk to this. Oh, I got to find the right niche. Oh, I have to I have to go explore twenty eight different drop shippers to find out which one's going to be the best one for my widget. Just start. Be willing to get good enough to get going, and then you can come back and make it better later. And I think that is a key mindset shift that a lot of entrepreneurs have to take, including me, because I realize when I get stuck, because this is the thing that I run into as, as the business grows, right? I used to be just a freelancer. Now I got a team of, you know, 10 people that are, that are working with us full time, right? So as the, as your business evolves and grows, you're still, all the things that you didn't learn as a, like a baby entrepreneur, you're going to face those lessons again, just at a higher level. And so I'm I'm speaking from experience and from also constantly learning this lesson myself at different levels, which is just get started. Because there's too many times where I have procrastinated something or said, okay, I didn't, I don't really have enough to get going. And then finally, for whatever reason, like I just have to do it, and it ends up taking five or 10 minutes. And all of a sudden, now I've got momentum and then everything's fine. And all that stress that I went through of is it perfect? Is it that? Is it whatever? Just all goes away and was unnecessary right? To get the job done. So I think my number one advice, number one advice I can give to anybody, just get started, get good enough to get going, come back and make a better lever. You will make more money having momentum than you will the perfect inaction. Oh, 100%, dude. You just gotta, it's Nike, right? Just go do it. Just 100%. do it. Just you learn. Do it. You get, you get feedback, right? And that's the whole point that the market guides you. You're going to make mistakes and you're going to make successful uh, you know, results. And when you get either one of those, you look at them and go, hey, okay, the mistakes I made, where do I learn? How do I improve? The successes, why was I successful? What specifically did I do? Can I do it again? Right? And that's that's how you do both of this. As long as you sort of keep that mindset and just keep keep moving, then the business almost can't help but be successful. It may not be successful in that iteration of itself, hence hence the whole pivot that happens, uh, which is normal. We pivoted too. Uh, you know, I can definitely go down that story if you want. Um, but but being willing to listen to the feedback is what tells you what steps to take. And as long as you're willing to keep moving, again, it's like you, you're going to win the game because you're playing it. I always ask this question about what's the biggest mistake you made in business. But with you, I think I'm going to kind of pivot and literally call it a pivot because oftentimes the mistakes we make are the things that either give us the feedback that we didn't yeah. expect but can use 
or yeah. they're, they're, they're giving us an opportunity to pivot and move in a different direction because uh, you fell down and you scraped your knees, man. That's kind of what happens sometimes. Yeah, so exactly. what was your big pivot? What was something that you learned that kind of shifted the way you were doing things? Maybe some feedback you got. Yeah, we had a couple. So I, when I first came into this online world was 2011. Um, I was offline up until that point, right? So in 2011, we're like, okay, we're going to create this online business. And so we saved up six months worth of income to kind of float ourselves with our, with our basic spend. We had trend expenses down and saved. And then we were like, okay, let's go ahead and create this website. So we created a website to teach people how to use WordPress, essentially what it was, right? WordPress little site builder. So I created a WordPress site to teach people how to use WordPress sites. Very quickly, that led into somebody emailing me saying, hey, your course is great, but um, I, and, and, and I want to emphasize how I did it. I paid a white labeling service to do it. So it wasn't even my course. I white labeled it for somebody else and it was selling that, right? So that's how we did it. So I want to emphasize that because it wasn't like I had to sit there and create a course. I bought somebody else's course. It was white labeled and could do it. That was my get good enough to get going thing. But very quickly, we had students saying, listen, this is great. There's a lot of stuff here. Can you just build my website? So we started, that was feedback, me going, I didn't even thought about doing websites. I just thought I would teach the entire time. But now somebody's saying, let's do a website. Great. So I charged the first person, what a membership site? So I charged them 500 bucks because I thought it was going to take me two hours, which it did. I figured $250 an hour is pretty good money, which it is. So let's go ahead and do that. And they said yes so fast, I got another piece of feedback. I was like, that was way too fast. I've charged way too little. So then I started doing research. What do people charge for websites? Wow, it turns out 5,000 is more likely, not 500. So I learned, right? I involved pricing. But needless to say, when I started selling that first one, I realized it was a market demand because I listened to the market. So I pivot. I started doing websites and teaching WordPress. Now I start hiring outsourcers. So I'm learning to grow as an entrepreneur, learning to grow my team. Here's a pro tip. The very first time you hire your first person, whether it's a, a simple assistant level or some full-time person that's taking over something in your organization, You've not only hired them, you also hired their boss and you're their boss. So you have additional work to do that you didn't realize, right? So you learn these lessons when you're growing your business. So that's what I did too. And I grew it into a company that was do, do, doing WordPress sites. But again, feedback was, well, other people do WordPress sites. What's so special about you? So we're like, well, we will optimize the site. So we're going to build the site and then we're going to optimize it. We're going to split test. We're going to try different things to help you get better results from your site. Well, in order to optimize, we have to measure it. So that's where the Google Analytics stuff came in. So I learned this thing called Google Analytics. It's a free platform. I'm like, cool, we'll do that. So we would set up Google Analytics on person's website. Right after we started doing that, or, or pretty damn near within 60 days, we started delivering these websites to our customers. And it was great. They loved the website, but they really loved the Google Analytics stuff. And that's the thing they started sharing with other people. And how do we know this? Again, because of feedback. The referrals that were coming into us, they stopped being, hey, I need a website. They started being, listen, I was at this mastermind group where somebody was sharing, blah, 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 blah. We already have a website. Could you do the Google Analytics thing though? Again, feedback. That happened twice. And we're like, okay, the market is there for this. We didn't try to get it. We didn't decide to go get it. It came to us as they were asking. We went, this is more lucrative. We don't have to compete against everybody and their brother who's doing websites. And that's kind of a race to the bottom anyway, at a certain point. But this measurement stuff, no one is really teaching. No, certainly no one's doing it. So we started doing a done-for-you agency, and we pivoted. And that's where measurementmarketing.io came from. It went from this WordPress site that was trying to train WordPress to this agency that was doing WordPress sites to just teaching measurement because that's where the focus was, and that's what the market wanted. So that was what we did along the way. But it was always because we kept moving, and we kept listening. What does the market want? 
And is there an opportunity here and what they want that we can pivot to? That pivot is huge, though, uh, and you kind of learn it. You again, this is why you have to just do it and go out because you learn it as you go. You get better. I know uh, your episode one thousand two hundred sixty-eight. So when I started this podcast, it was a completely different idea of what I wanted to do um, to where it is today. Even to how we monetize. When when you first start a podcast, people are like, "How are you making money off that? Are you are you selling commercials? Are you getting sponsors? I mean, yeah, you could do that." But as I started doing episode after episode, listening and talking to the people on the show, figuring out what it is that they wanted, those pivots happen naturally in that growth of your company. All of a sudden, what we're doing today is completely different from what you were doing initially, but it came as a result of you showing up every day, providing something of value, gauging that feedback, and then pivoting when you had to pivot. And now I feel like what your company does best is that Google Analytics stuff. If you were going to sit down with a company right now and and pitch what you do to them, how, what's that process like? How, I mean, obviously, they're coming to you right now at this point. Yeah, You're yeah. at the referral base. But when somebody comes to you, what's that process like? What do you like go over? What do you look at? How do you wow them to get them to say, okay, yeah, definitely want to do business here? Well, the first, well, specifically on the training side, the first step is allowing them to realize like they can learn this because a lot of people think I'm not a numbers person. It's not for me. So we run them through a strategy course of how to think about some things, right? Things like that conversation mindset, like, hey, your website's just having a conversation. Your job is just to listen in and then adjust the website to make sure it's having the right conversation. They go, okay, cool. How do I do that? Oh, we're going to use measurement to do that. Okay, cool. I'm with you so far. Then we'll show them how to use the tools. And we baby step them into that so that they're not thinking to themselves, oh, I can do this. They think about, oh, I've just did that. Oh, I just did that. Oh, now I just did that. Oh, it turns out I guess I'm this person now, right? So we get them to take action. We make this stuff more accessible. It's kind of our thing. Um, going back really briefly, because I think it's an important point. When you ask, like, what's the what was the biggest mistake or whatever? Um, I, I think it's, and I know we we talked about it in a slightly different way in, in terms of the pivot, but I think that the difference between a successful entrepreneur and one that can cause more problems for themselves than necessary, and I've done both, is. When you have, to keep thinking about like feedback, it's not success or failure, it's just feedback over and over again. The hardest thing I think for an entrepreneur to do, I think probably humans, but generally for sure entrepreneurs, is to admit they're wrong, that they've made a wrong step. But if you ask yourself the question, where did I go wrong? Your brain will go, you didn't go wrong. You're an amazing entrepreneur. Why would you have made a wrong step? That would be stupid. Blah, blah, blah. And it goes this whole thing. And then it's, and it's harder to see where you went wrong. But if you ask the question, where is the feedback that I missed or didn't listen to? Then you go back into it. You come at it with fresh pair of eyes. You're not, your ego isn't putting itself on the line all of a sudden because you changed the power of the question, right? So you get better results simply because of how you look at something. That's kind of what we also do with Google Analytics and, and the other tools like Tag Manager and Looker Studio and all the other tools that come into this measurement system. It's, it's how you look at them determines whether or not you're going to be successful. So we make sure that people are looking at them in a certain way, in the most useful way. And then we show them the easiest way to get the fastest results from them so that they get those wins so that they go, hey, this was good enough to get going, but I want to make it better now. And then they go back and they get more excited and they get more from their, their measurement systems. Yeah. And, and the excitement never goes away. The ego is always going to be there. You might always miss some of that feedback, but as long as you're kind of receptive to it and you kind of shift that right, mindset right. that I think that's where, you know, your ego will kind of quell down and, and then you'll look at your bottom line or you look at some efficiencies that you need to look at. And all of a sudden that, that feedback kind of clicks with what you're doing right. and what you're hearing, but you just got to be open to it for sure. 
Yeah, and, and the actions become natural, right? When you listen, you now you know what to do, which is nice. You don't have to think like, oh, what do I do with this? You're like, you just sort of naturally know what to do when you're when you're coming at it from that perspective, which is cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but again, it's just a, a matter of trying to shift that mindset. It's hard. I get it when your name's on that billboard and you don't want to make any mistakes. And uh, especially early on when you're bootstrapping everything, you only got six yeah. months of reserves to kind of make things. The the pressure mounts for sure, but you, you the feedback is still that 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 important. Um, yeah. what's the vision of where you're at today um things are changing you got ai coming into the into the picture yeah. people are able to create websites campaigns clicks um at, much easier than they have ever in the past where do yep. you see your company going uh in the next couple of years that's a great question because i think generally speaking there's gonna be a lot of jobs that are going to be ai'd right where there's either going to be replaced by ai um, or certain cer certain parts of the job will replace by AI. I think we're going to be in that for sure. Um, I don't know that there's an AI that's going to be able to teach as well as we do, at least not yet. But eventually when they figure out how to mimic screen share, they will be able to do that, right? And, and sort of walk through some things. So I think that stuff's coming. Probably five-ish years out for, for that level of, uh, of usefulness, but it's coming. Meanwhile, we're using AI to help replicate what we can do. So instead of the power of just one person doing what they can do, if they can use AI and you know be three or four people, so much the better, right? So that's sort of how we're currently using AI. But that said, we know it's coming down the pike. We're not burying our heads in the sand going, okay, I'm going to have this company forever in its current form. We're going to listen. We're going to wait, expect to pivot. Uh, we don't know what it's going to look like yet because that pivot may not be for five or six years, depending what it is. But in the meantime, we have other brands as well. So what we didn't, what I did specifically as an entrepreneur is I said, okay, we've got the Measurement Marketing Academy and, and the MeasurementMarketing.io brand, which teaches this thing over here for beginner entrepreneurs, right? New, new marketers and, and beginners. We've got another brand called Measure Summit. Um, that is uh, more corporate, more B2B, more Fortune 100 tile, style companies, much more uh, intricate, advanced conversations for those crowds because they have teams of data scientists, right? Two completely different markets. But now as an entrepreneur, as a business, I'm a little more diversified. So if one goes down, I still have the other. If the other goes down, I still have this, right? So I'm, I'm diversifying a little bit. And then we opened up a, a third brand, which actually come out in the uh, first quarter of 2024, is Automated Profits, um, which is going to be at automatedprofits.io. That is all systems. So it's not just measurement systems and how to learn those, but it's systems for tracking your finances and how to read PLL statements or, or hire team members or managing your team members, managing your own entrepreneurial mindset. Um, so that's where that brand's going to go. And the, and the thinking is, even though AI is coming our way, which it certainly is, for now, we see it as a human multiplier rather than a human eradicator, right? So we're not trying to get rid of humans with AI. We're trying to empower the humans so that now that means I maybe don't hire as fast as maybe I did in the past, but we're all more effective, right? Um, and then diversify the brand. So if one aspect or one niche goes down, even if the tide goes out on one, like we don't lose the ship, right? That's the whole, the whole point of that. So that's how we're currently handling it. Man, it seems like the Jetsons are going to be here before we know it. I always saw that show as a kid thinking, wow, eventually I'm going to have a robot like that. And uh, I pretty much will. Do. Or I became <laughs> the cyborg myself one way or the other, right? Something happened. Yeah, exactly. All right, Mercer, uh, before we head out, because we're running out of time, if people want to reach out to you, they want to find out more about learning their own analytics, uh, understanding Google Analytics a little bit better, how can they do that? 
Absolutely. Well, obviously our website's measurementmarketing.io, so anybody can head over there. Uh, I will say we have a free level of our membership uh, that we offer. We call it the Toolbox Membership. It comes with a, a strategy course that will teach you what we call the measurement marketing framework that'll, that'll really change how you think about measurement in general. Um, definitely recommend that. And then it also comes with about 40 other uh, tools that we've created for our members that, were, that are unlocked for you as well. And traffic tracking toolkits, dashboard toolkits, things like that. Uh, so there's a lot of value back there. Again, that's completely free. And if you want that, just go to measurementmarketing.io forward slash business pros. So again, measurementmarketing.io forward slash business pros. And that'll take you right to the page where you can just do a name and email. It'll send you a login and then you can take advantage of that. Boom. All right, Mercer. Thank you very much for coming on today. Ladies and gentlemen, like anything else in business, if you don't know your numbers, you're going to be completely lost or blindsided, which is even worse. So get to know your accounting for sure. But also all that data that's happening online, those are the conversations that you need to generally understand and get a better idea of how to communicate, how to understand that stuff. And Mercer is showing you exactly how to do that. All you got to do is go to his website, measurementmarketing.io slash business bros, get access to all the cool tools that he has there for you to offer. It's all about knowledge. The more you know, the better equipped you'll be to succeed. Mercer, thank you very much for being on the program today. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace. And we're out. It's over. Go home. Is your business in need of marketing? Try starting a podcast. But not just any podcast. Podcast like a pro. We can show you how to take your business from being invisible to becoming a brand people trust. Go to www.businessbros.biz to get started.